Hello, dear listeners. It is I, the Duchess's Jester, coming to you once again from Her Majesty's carriage, the Lady Demora, where it is decidedly in the thick of fall, the latter half, that is for sure, as I drive down my road just outside of Chateau Star Sage. It is quite gloomy overhead and the trees are mere skeletons of their earlier splendor. Hardly a leaf remains attached and there is practically no sign of the beautiful palettes of fall that normally just litter the northeast here this time of year. One would think that it were actually December or January even by the sight of things. Although we haven't quite had much more than a kiss of winter. And I, for one, am perfectly fine with that. It will come in its own due time. So how are you? What have you been up to? I hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving holiday, for those of you in North America and the United States. I didn't have a show for the latter half, of course, because of the holiday. I spent Friday evening and the most of Saturday with my sisters Ronnie and Betty, and a few relations in between there. Let's see, on Friday, I met up with Hubby Billy as I took the day off and as I mentioned I'm not one to participate in the insanity that is known as Black Friday I just stayed safely at home on my laptop and didn't go hog wild the funny thing about a lot of those sales is they just throw a bunch of numbers in your face and expect that you'll nibble like so much as a starving fish on a hook. But unless those are items that you're actually in need of, more often than not, they're just hoping you'll think it's a good deal. But if you are a good little informed consumer, you'll realize that usually they actually jack up the price to tell you that it's on sale when the better prices are normally always after the holidays. So, of course, many people are left to buying things a year in advance, which Does that classify as hoarding? (laughs) So, 
hubby and Billy worked on uh, the holiday. That afternoon he went into work and then Friday after work I met up with him in his little town he works in and we had a dinner out. We went to a buffet restaurant that I thought had been closed or at least that there were no more of in the chain and uh, I had not seen one in 10 years. Whereas uh, when I was a kid, I remember going to one of these places and it was much more cafeteria style where you were in line and you had your tray and someone in a hairnet with gloves was serving you from behind glass. Much like the high school cafeteria, but nowadays it's all out behind a sneeze guard and everybody's serving themselves and... Well, this place actually seemed to be rather well-kept in terms of cleanliness. And uh, it sees a fair amount of business, so I assume that that keeps them in line with having to keep the place kept up. So we had our evening out and kind of dragged our feet. I was due at Sister Ronnie's before nine o'clock although she was out Black Friday shopping of course she has grandchildren so one tends to get a little bit more excited when you have more people to shop for on your list and long about the time I was pulling into her driveway she was just getting home and had been up since at least five o'clock that morning. I don't think that she was the sort that camped out in anyone's parking lot, but I could be wrong. She is the type that would go to Burning Man, and although my sister is too skittish to get a tattoo, she has told me that if she ever did, it would be a, I don't think it's a character, but an image that's called the Fire Dancer. And I do believe this may be associated with a band she follows, the Dave Matthews Band. Although it may be more universal than that, but uh, Sister Ronnie... I keep saying Sister Ronnie, she's not a nun, but my sister <laughs> has said that uh, if she could get the fire dancer tattooed on a grain of rice, if they could make it that size on her, she could see to going through with it. <laughs> and of course, I consider that to be a little bit ridiculous. Uh, you know, my first tattooing experience was not no small affair. I've mentioned once or twice, I do have more than one, but the first one actually measures eight by five. <laughs> and um, 
it's something I relished in getting because my my ex would never approve of such things. But anyway, so I got to my sister's about nine-ish and she had her purchases to unload and the house wasn't quite as full as I expected. Of course, that wasn't to last because uh, my niece was getting off of work and her children and she are staying at uh, Casa Star Sage. And uh, so is my sister's stepson who well, let's say he recently lost his license for matters that I won't discuss, but uh, at least not this time. <laughs> so it's my sister and brother-in-law, my niece and her grand- her kids, and my sister's stepson. So that means there's four other people besides my sister and her husband living under the same roof and on and off there is the occasional nephew who decides to call her address home and uh, one of my brother Jughead's kids let's see this one would be Dewey Dewey who well a lot of my nephews are in their mid-twenties Dewey recently got an apartment with his girlfriend of all of three months and uh, not passing judgment but you know you uh, have to watch that one with bated breath because the girlfriend had a stroke of bad luck she not even a year ago was married and divorced within six months, I do believe. She is younger, I think. Not in her, not certainly not a teenager, but uh, definitely probably closer to 22 or 23. And I know we all have to, you know, learn from our own mistakes, but I ask, should you really be moving in together if you've only known each other three months? I mean, personally, Hubby and I didn't move in together until we were together for a year. And I waited to ask him to marry me until we were living together for six months. So, but then again, I did wait until I was 27 to get my driver's license. So I guess one could say that there is a fair amount of anticipation that goes on in the mind of one DJ. So, poor hubby has been running himself ragged with his store. I swear that he and his boss are the only responsible and reliable people there. Although I I have on good authority that there's at least one other person who has a strong work ethic despite fighting a life-threatening illness a young lady still shows up to work 
whenever she's on schedule and doesn't pull any of this BS. Oh, I have a hangnail. I can't come in today. Hubby had a coworker who lost a loved one recently. And uh, he had proof of this because it was in the paper. And unbeknownst to this lady, one of the other people in the store was also friends with them and attended the memorial. This person who ended up calling in sick that day and wanted to attend the memorial didn't show. And I do believe that hubby ended up arriving at work early to cover for this person. Now, my husband ended up having to have his appendix out the other year. And yet, he was working up until the night we ended up going to the emergency room. And today, he has been experiencing uh, cold symptoms, flu actually symptoms, and having migraines for days. He finally went to the urgent care in the plaza by his work and they prescribed him antibiotics. Now he has had some tenderness and swelling in his underarm area and for those of you, myself included, not in a medical or health-related profession, those tender areas of your body, like your underarms and your groin area, contain sensitive nerves that are part of your body's immune system. So if you are ever sore in those areas, your body is fighting some sort of illness, disease, or infection. Now, I, again, I'm not a medical professional, but you need to seek medical attention if that ever occurs. And Hubby did and has been on antibiotics for the last three, four days. And unfortunately, his temperature, which tends to run a little cold, he usually is at like a 96 or a 97, whereas everyone's 98.6 allegedly. And he has been closer to 100. So as I speak, Hubby is on his way to the doctors on the hopes that she will see him unscheduled because uh, we do not relish the idea of having to go to the emergency room. The last time that was necessary, we were there for 24 hours before a qualified doctor was on schedule to see him. Now, granted, this happened on a Sunday at that time, I do believe, and we had to wait until the daytime doctor on a Monday, I think. That's still a sad sad state of affairs. And uh, Hubby is, of course, beside himself with worry because in this day and age, you can self-diagnose. You can go on to sites like WebMD and learn all about the worst case scenario possibilities. 
which certainly doesn't help one's mindset. So I am hoping that we can get some peace of mind shortly because, again, hubby is beside himself and does not want to be in the hospital. I, for one, certainly am hoping that things will look up shortly because we are in the midst of the holidays now. And uh, as much as we had intended to get our Christmas tree up this last weekend, Hubby wanted to do it the week before to get a head start on the spirit. Because one could do with a strong dose of happiness considering all that's happened in the world in the past year. I just made a quick stop at a stop sign or stoplight. I am fine. That was just good breaks. So you can email me at djstarsage at gmail.com or you can tweet me on Twitter at TFNDJ. Go ahead and check out the Far Away Nearby at tfnpodcast.com. We recently had an episode about party etiquette with the Earl and special guest Dame Eclair. Well, that is all for now. I hope you have a good start to your week. And I have several long weekends this month because I didn't go anywhere this year. Alrighty, bye-bye for now. Kisses from the carriage. Unified. Unique. Voices. Unified. Unique. Voices. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net